Welcome to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, greatest movie of all time, one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm comics journalist Paul Montgomery. Uh, I do the O Comics podcast for panels.net. You may know me from ifanboy.com. Hi, Paul. Welcome. Hey, it's good to be here. All right. Good to have you here. Another week. Thank you. Another week. Another it's, week. It's, it's a good a, one. It's been a while. I hope everyone enjoyed their Back to the Future week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was last uh, that was last week. We forgot to bring it up on the on the show when it happened. Yeah. So today uh, we are going back to minute 21, which begins with uh, Doc telling Einstein to get a seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Einstein looking very worried and ends with, uh, uh, the, the DeLorean getting into position and Doc's starting to tug Marty along to some sort of destination. Right. So, um, how do you guys feel about animal testing in, in temporal displacement technology? I, I, I'll be honest. This is the first time. I mean, it is, I guess my question is, is this the first time that doc has ever done this? Cause I obviously with a living thing, mm-hmm. um, but has he done it with like, did he do it with all those clocks that were in his garage? And that's why they're all synced up like that. That's, I think so. that's a good idea. Yeah. He started with clocks and then graduated to Einstein. Yeah. Which would also explain why he's so handy with that remote control. Yeah, like he already yet, knows how to, yeah. And he had Kid Copernicus before, right? So, but did, did he use the mind readings? I don't want to go into too many spoilers about later minutes in the film, but. Oh, yeah. There's, you know, he's, he's had dogs before. The, the thing with Einstein, though, is that he seems to have some level of agency. Yeah, uh, he definitely, <laughs> as we'll see in future minutes. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's more than capable uh, up and around, you know what I mean? Being a part of the docs. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm not okay. Um, it's I don't have it with me, but is Einstein or is Baby Einstein? Hey, Baby Einstein, uh, in <laughs> um the comic that we read, where it's like how Doc met met uh, Marty. I don't think he was involved in that story. That's Einstein's in the in the animated series. I know. Um, yeah, that's true, and he has like. He has like a weird like cartoon personality like oh where, no really yeah hmm. like in like you know like an animated like sure yeah. stuff like you know they have like a really big personality and it's like <laughs> but, I, but I think of I think of him sort of like Sprocket from Fraggle Rock like there there is some level of he he's he's in on this and oh, yeah. he's been he, along for the journey and is he uh, is he kind of like a Muttley um, uh, like but what was the name of Snidely with Flash's dog. He's not it's quite. Muddly. He's not quite that much in the in the cartoon, but but he's definitely up there. Because one of my favorite things about Einstein in the movie is how laid back he is. Yeah, Einstein is in the comic. I just looked it up. Okay, cool. I thought I remember I had it handy. And this is also Einstein one because Back to the Future parts two and three feature a different dog in the role of Einstein. Yeah, right. fun this fact. Is, this uh, is yeah. This is Tiger. <laughs> and then oh. Freddy is the second Einstein. I did my homework. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, he looks to Freddy. be yeah. He looks to be a mixed uh, sheepdog. The best best breed of dog is a is a is a mutt, and uh, there's seems to be a little bit of briard in him. But uh, but yeah, just a, a general kind of uh, sheepdog. Yeah. He's a wonderful dog. He's a great actor. 
Yes. <laughs> He's very dignified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. He just has his class um, that... Yeah, yeah. He there's, does, a, there's a nobility about him, yes. He's very, uh, when he gets into that car, it's like he knows what's happening, and he's really terrified. Like, yeah. He's just like, like I've seen Anyone would be nervous. The he's, the fir- he's the first sentient being to go through the time stream like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we time travel every day, just walking around, but right. accelerate through the time stream in, in that fashion in this wonderful science experiment, which only takes a minute. Right. Um, something that I noticed specifically in this minute and the next one, the uh, whoever was doing the Foley work for this movie um, on the little stuff like the stopwatches and then later the remote control, mm-hmm. they like really overdid it on the Foley work where everything is just like really obnoxiously loud. Like when he holds up the... Uh, the stopwatches to compare his to Einstein's, they they click over to 120, and it's so loud. <laughs> and I just I I don't know. There's I I think that that's uh, uh, I, I I would like to know if they're if what what stopwatches they thought that they uh, were using. Like it's kind of like I don't know. Sometimes Foley artists I feel like really just overdo it on some sound effects like that thing where when people talk on a phone on a on the phone and then like one of them hangs up on the other one and then you hear the dial tone immediately and it's like mm-hmm. no that's that's not how phones work foley artists um i don't know it's just stuff well, like I, th- that. I think that's i think that's heightened audio just for for storytelling purposes um you're you're highlighting the moment and I think in a moment like this where Einstein would be so nervous and anxious, uh, everything is really heightened. Dogs, of course, have a better sense of hearing than we do. So <laughs> you hear the you hear the clock. You hear every he's he's wait like this is they've been talking about this together for months, probably. Right. And this is it's finally come down to these last few seconds. And so everything is heightened. It's like you can hear a pin drop literally. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I like that. Um. Then uh, they shut the do- Doc shuts the DeLorean door, the Goldwing mm-hmm. door, and uh, he Marty asks or is about to ask if he's got that remote control hooked up to the DeLorean, and uh, he obviously does because he flips it on and the DeLorean starts moving. Um, and as the DeLorean starts moving, we are introduced to uh, stuffed Einstein. Uh, because they didn't actually move the car with the dog involved, which <laughs> makes me. <laughs> Makes me feel be- feel pretty good about the uh, the treatment of uh, of, of uh, tiger, tiger on set. Yeah, yeah. DeLorean's not uh, known to be the safest of automobiles. Um, they're, right. they're kind of terrible. Um, right. I come from a, a family of mechanics, and DeLoreans are kind of cool looking. And I, I believe they comment in in this scene or, or somewhere about that DeLoreans have a, have this sense of style. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do a time machine, do it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're kind of terrible. Uh, so yeah, you want to have a stunt tiger in there. Yeah. And unreliable, as we will see continuously yes. the entire trilogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they're very unreliable. Um, and, uh, yeah, so so I think – because one of my notes was a question about how much practice did Doc have with the remote control before now? Because he's like – he's really going at it 
with that remote control. He's so into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think we've established I mean, I'd be that. into it, too. Getting, c- controlling an entire car with, like, a remote control, that's, like, every kid's dream. Oh, yeah. It's super cool. It's There's definitely- a crazy episode of Murder, She Wrote, where they have, like, a killer car, and it's, and it's run by uh, a remote control very similar to that and mm. terrorizes the town of Cabot Cove. Uh, oh, okay. I believe it's a season one episode. <laughs> Oh, season that's a season that's, that's, one. That seems like a season. Wow. That's a season six idea. This is a this is a season one episode because uh, yeah, it it has some um, some of the earlier characters that we only see in season one. And, uh, huh. Doc Hazlitt isn't on the scene yet, but anyways, I digress. Well, what was the name of the uh, what's the name of the evil organization and alias the 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 Rambaldi? The Rambaldi. The Rambaldi. Yeah, I was about to say, is that the season of uh, of Murder She Wrote where they finally start investigating the Rambaldi? <laughs> they, they they go to some places on Murder She Wrote. It's <laughs> yeah. eleven seasons of craziness. Yeah, and she won like like thirteen Emmys or something. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Out of eleven seasons. Um. So, uh, Doc is very intense during this whole thing. He is. I really I really love this part of this scene because it's kind of a taste of what Doc and Marty are are like when. They're just like you know, like dicking around in the garage, right? You get you you really get a sense of their working relationship in these few moments. Yeah, yeah. you get you get a bit of his intensity earlier on, but this is the first time we're seeing him, and yeah. the visual definitely lives up to that. And this is right as he's coming out of uh, Taxi uh, and, and playing Reverend Jim. So it's he's a, he's a larger than life character there, but you know it's it's up to eleven here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's pr- it's pretty great. It's a, it's a great introductory scene for for the. I agree. It's a great re- introductory scene for their relationship and like having you know uh, uh, Marty as his kind of unwilling Igor, uh, although who's maybe kind of tickled by by Doc's eccentricities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it's a fun relationship, and and I love that it's like this is the scene where we're d- explaining how the time machine works, and it's just enough. Right. You know, it's not too much. Right. Yeah. There's this part. Uh, not not to bring it up like again, but in the uh, in the Back to the Future comic that's like out now, issue one, there's this part where, um, you know, a thing happens, and you know, Mar- you know, Doc offers Marty the job of like being my my Igor, like my assistant, and he, he and he's like, I'll do it. And Doc's like, Oh, but we didn't even talk about pay. And he goes like, I don't need I don't need money. I just want to be around when the stuff happens. And mm-hmm. it was like that little moment was like oh that that is there was kind of like a batman begins moment where you're like wow that kind of <laughs> that kind of sums up this whole character in one sentence yeah where it's mm-hmm. like you know because there's all these like you know kind of robot chickeny jokes like oh why is this teenager hanging out with this old man but but it's like that sums it up he just wants to be in the room where it happens like he just mm-hmm. kind of he want he it's, it's kind of his adventurous side you know well i think he he has a he has a uh there's like he sees a little bit of himself, I think, in Doc. Like in a lot of ways, his Marty as a character at this point in his life could go in one of two places. Mm-hmm. He could go in the direction of George, his father, or he could go in the direction of Doc because Doc is sort of like a science rock star or at least has the capability of that or at least that's how Marty sees him. Yeah, like like this is the guy that's going to do it. He, Right, he's going to be in the spotlight, just like I want to be in the spotlight. Yeah, because he is a very, you know, for all of his eccentricities, he is a very, like, charming, like, 
likable guy. I mean, you know, that's why he's oh, not yeah. creepy. You know, when right. you meet Doc Brown, you're like, I, I'd hang out with this guy. Totally. Yeah, and he, he doesn't, and, and earlier on we see that he doesn't want to restrict Marty to not use uh, the sound system in there. He should just be careful using it. Uh, because there could be some some feedback problems, but like he's not the kind of scientist who like you know stay away from my instruments, you know, be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's he's really laid back. He's the kind of scientist who wears you know Hawaiian shirts. You know what, Scott? I think you know um, Emmett Brown's kind of like the kind of scientist that would create like an amusement park. Oh, like a crazy amusement park? Yeah, like he's seen, <laughs> he he just seems very inviting. Like he wants you to like touch stuff and play with stuff, you know? Yeah. He has a he definitely has a Willy Wonka quality about him. Mm-hmm. Like a like a like a more emotionally stable Willy Wonka. Well <laughs> that's fair. Um so interesting thing that I I noted when uh he was putting Einstein in the car, the uh the what we don't know the the item in the car that we don't know are the time circuits. Um at this point, the uh, the time circuits, they read uh, times that don't really make any sense for what's happening <laughs> because yeah. it's it seems like I was looking at it and I can't tell what the months are on any of the displays because the steering wheel is is blocking them. Um, I also can't tell what the uh, what the um, year is, but uh, the uh, last the 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 last time. um the last time readout uh, says something about the 26th, which this is October 26th. So I was like, okay, one thir- one thirty one a.m. And I was like, oh, that's the future. That's not now. That's weird. Um, and then above that, the present says 5.35 a.m. And the destination is 5.55 a.m. So uh, there's, a, there's, there's a possibility that Einstein traveled uh, more than we thought he did. <laughs> <laughs> I've often wondered about just that lost minute in right. Einstein's life. Like, what kind of things did he see? Like, we well, didn't see anything. It was he jumped over it. I know, but like, what was it like to be the first? What if, like, in order to first be the first being to, you know, travel backwards in time? You know, it's almost kind of like taking the first steps on the virgin snow. You know, mm-hmm. like. Maybe he kind of got a little like Star Child in there, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what. Uh, I, it it always bums me out when uh, a movie, especially like Back to the Future, which is so into the details. Um, I'm surprised that they let something like that go, where the time circuits weren't reading properly. Yeah, and there's no point where we he, where he readjusts the dials or anything like that. No, no, not that I could tell. Mm-mm, I was okay. looking for it. Um, so they they're just they're just off the the uh, the LTD time. Well, isn't uh, there isn't there a point where he's um, controlling the movement of the DeLorean itself, where uh, Einstein could be adjusting? Oh yeah, that's true. The readouts. <laughs> maybe, he could maybe be he doing the dials. Einstein how to how to uh, switch the time circuits. Um, or maybe he can remote control that as well. I don't know. Uh, who knows? You can't that remote, remote control can everything. Well, maybe you can. Um, that's all I got for this minute. It's a fun minute. Yeah. It's yeah. a pivotal minute. It is. It's all about this minute. <laughs> um, anybody else have anything 
for this one? I think Tiger was great. He was go, great. Go Tiger. He's a great actor. Um, all right. So in the meantime, we'll be back tomorrow with minute 22. Uh, but you can go to the website back to the future minute.com and leave comments. Uh, or you can email the show contact at back to the future minute.com. Our Twitter handle is at PTTF minute. I'm at Scott Corelli. Nick is at Nick M Jimenez and Paul is at fuzzy typewriter. That's right. And our Tumblr is bttfminute.tumblr.com, which is blowing up for some reason. Um, it's it's weird. Of all of these things, I wouldn't have thought that the Tumblr would have been the one to, to take <laughs> off as much as it did. But uh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, the kids love it. Yeah, they do love it. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Uh, leave iTunes reviews for us. We've got a few of those, which we'll give shout-outs to at the end of the week. Um, and... Uh, those are those are all very nice. All five stars. You, you're all lovely people. Thank you so much. And uh, so keep those coming and check out our other podcasts. Not writing the Doctor's Companion and go ahead and subscribe to Geek by Night, which that uh, which premieres January sixth. Um, so that'll be uh, that's that's all we got going, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.